I'm back. Hey, welcome to Dating Funnies. Boy, my apologies. I hadn't realized how much time has slipped by since the last time I did a podcast on Dating Funnies. Busy with some work things outside of Dating Funnies. Busy with the grandson. Seeing him every Wednesday since they still don't have any school here for uh, kids under the age of 12. They don't even have school for kids ages from 12 to 18. Yeah. So we'll see how that unfolds as I continue to be my grandson's uh, field trip counselor every Wednesday. In any event, I'm going to try to do a more regular podcast again as things are starting to open up here in the greater Seattle area. We're now phase 1.5, so we're at least able to go out and about a little bit with face masks, with social distancing, which is all good. I'm happy to wear a face mask going into a restaurant, going to a vineyard, going to Home Depot, going to Safeway while I'm in the store. But I'm not going to wear a face mask in an open air area, and I'm not going to wear a face mask in my house. I'm not going to wear face masks driving in my car. But if I'm around people and I don't have my face mask with me, which happens a lot, trying to keep extra ones in my car, uh, then, and I, if I can't social distance, then to protect me, protect someone else, I'm more than happy to do that. No reason to cause a scene, which perplexes me when it comes to this dating. And, and I'm curious to know if any of you folks have been fortunate enough to meet someone, interact with someone, and actually go see them face-to-face, social distance, wearing a face mask, and see how that works during this whole uh, coronavirus era. I think part of the reason why I haven't podcasted that much is I just haven't had that much luck. People aren't interacting. What limited interactions I've had, people don't want to go meet. Some say they want to do Zoom video, and then they don't show up. Or they do one, they don't do, do another one. You know, maybe I just turn everybody off. I don't know. Hard to believe because lots of people tell me yeah, I'm a good-looking guy. And I'm a nice guy. I'm a gentleman. What I want to be, I guess. I had to laugh because one lady at my office went to a baby shower, and and I was walking on the street side, and she and she's a married lady, very nice lady, a little flirtatious with me, which I find is interesting. And she goes, "Oh, so you're walking on the street side? You're uh, one of those guys. You're gonna protect me if a car." slides off the roads coming in to hit us. And I said, well, yes and no, I'll stand here until the car gets here, and then I'll kind of jump out of the way. But, you know, for right now, it looks like I'm a gentleman. And she kind of thought that was cute and funny. Hey, so let's start off this session with a question for you folks. I've been reading in the Seattle Times. There's one article that someone writes every week, and they, they asked people in Seattle to share the best, the worst, and the weirdest date you've had. And now we could go back 20 years, and I'd be happy to hear what those thoughts are and comments are, but if you had something that's really current, like within the last year, that would be awesome, because I'd like to share it with the rest of my listeners here. And for all the listeners out there who've been downloading my podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I'm up to 4,500, 5,000 downloads. Great! I'm happy that people are listening in and think I've really got something of any merit to say. Ha ha. So, anyway, uh, let me read one of these things uh, in this article. Not too many of them. We're going to some other stories today. This lady writes, The worst was madly in love 
with a guy I'd been dating for five months. He took me out on his sailboat on my birthday. We were drinking. We made love on the boat. Then he proceeded to tell me how he wanted to pursue a relationship with another woman. How do you get off a sailboat out in the middle of Puget Sound? And couldn't he have told me this prior to the activities? Yeah, I think that's pretty rude of the guy. Could you imagine? I did have a listener send me an email saying how she'd gone on a date. And first date, they decided to meet for tacos. Things went well. Uh, and they're kind of interacting, having a drink or two. And he said to her, <clears throat> excuse me, if I would have made dinner for you tonight, would you have given me a blowjob? <laughs> Rightfully so. She's like, well, what are you talking about? So then he says, well, I, you know, you're kind of like a piece of meat but surrounded by a tiger. And, you know, you just, you look so delicious. I just, I just want to have you. And she's like, are you kidding me? So she excused herself and left. I mean, I have never said those type of things to anyone. I might look at somebody and say, oh, my gosh, I wonder what she'd be like. What would she be like if, if she was intimate with me? But I'm not going to ask her that on first date. I've heard other listeners say, oh, yeah, I've had a guy ask me if my breasts were real or not on the first date. What are you guys thinking? Are you rude? Has dating gotten down to the thing where you want to hurry up and find out what's going to make them tick immediately so you can go, go jump in the bed with them? I had another listener sent me an email that said, on the first date was really good. The second date, he had just got divorced, but the marriage was over for a while. Of course, that's not always the case. They had dinner, a couple of drinks. They spent like four hours together. She invited him back to her home to grab a drink, hang out on the back deck. Then she started to say, hey, look, you know, I think it's time. It's, it's, it's late. I got to get up and go to work. But he wasn't taking the hint. Finally, he comes out and says, well, you know, I'd really love to stay. She says, oh, no, I got to go to work, you know, and I got to get up early. Well, come to find out, this guy, he's, he finally says to her, well, the reason why I'd really like to stay is, you know, I've, I've really had too much to drink, and I don't know if it would be safe to drive. And she's like, well, get an Uber. But, you know, I don't want you to spend the night here. And then she asked him, well, how, you know, you had a couple of drinks. I had a couple of drinks. This has been over, like, several hours. Full, on a full mill, and you're bigger and stronger than I am. A little petite thing, and I don't feel intoxicated. Now, of course, everyone has a different blood sugar level himself. But he finally confessed and said, well, before I met you, I met with some friends, and we had a few drinks at happy hour. So, rightfully so, she's like, well, hey, that's your problem, not my problem. You shouldn't have been drinking before we went out on a date. And I would agree with her. That, that's absolutely absurd that someone would, would be like that. What we all plug in here for is my dating stories. I really haven't had any. I haven't really been online per se. And I will share with you folks now. And I know I got friends and family that listen to this podcast too. But maybe part of my problem is I like to dance outside of vanilla. I'm not much of a vanilla guy. I rather, you know, I want to date someone that's open-minded, creative, fun, fun to be with, active, has lots of interests, and just isn't isn't pointed in one direction with regards to a vanilla lifestyle. I've, I've learned there's different ways to enjoy each other inside and outside of the bedroom, and it's, it's fun, it's, it's, it's enjoyable for me, and so for me to have a vanilla partner just doesn't float my boat. And, of course, I'm not going to come out and ask somebody that on day one, on our date date one. You know, as I get to know them and like them, I might 
find out where their thought processes are because part of the relationship, dating relationship, is, is seeing how much of our interaction, both outside the bedroom, in the bedroom, with family, with friends, really mixes well together. And even in this crazy world of politics, that comes into the mix as well. I've chatted before about I'm on this I'm t Talkify, which is a matchmaking service. And I had this gentleman, it's a matchmaker, contact me last week. And as we're talking, uh, he said, well, I really like you. You're really nice. You're personal. You're, you, it sounds like you're very smart. You understand this process. You know, I got three women that come to mind that I think would be great matches for you. One's in Seattle, one's in Portland, Oregon, and one's down in Orange County, California. But then he goes to ask me, so where do you stand politically? I said, well, I'm conservative. You know, I believe that I want what's best for everybody as a whole, and I'm not leaning left, not even a little, and I'm not leaning right. I mean, I'll lean up maybe a hair, but not to, to the far right. But I want what's best overall, but I approach it with a little bit more conservative nature. And then he said, Wow, well, I thought you'd be a great fit for all three of them, but none of them want to date anyone that has any conservative thoughts. Okay, and I guess that's a good thing to know, although I know many people that have different points of views on a lot of different things, and they make it work. But I find that a lot on these dating apps where people say, if you're a conservative or, you know, don't contact me. I only want to date a liberal. All right, which once again confuses me because a liberal mindset tells me that you're open-minded enough to look, see, and hear different points of view. But I guess it's gone the other way, whereas you, you have to agree with someone 100% of the time. And that's not where I come from. I would never expect everyone to agree with me on every little thing. And we've come so far in life now that we have different dynamics of what made us who we are today. How we were raised, our work environments, our relationship environments with the dating and getting married, getting divorced, our relationships with our kids, our grandkids, uh, the other uh, family dynamics, and cousins, and uncles, uh, in-laws, you know, my son's in-laws, you know, there's all of that stuff that shapes who we are and what we, what we can be and how open-minded we should be. But nonetheless, uh, you know, it's been kind of a, uh, uh, not very exciting in terms of dating. Like I shared with you folks before, I'm not one for I'm not what's called a serial dater, although I've been accused of that, that because I go meet people for coffee, then I'm a serial dater. I, in fact, well, I did actually meet someone last week, a few days ago, that she's 48, lived about an hour from me, and at the end of the coffee meeting, she, you could tell that she was very excited about the possibilities. And I was, I was excited enough to be curious enough. And then she shoots me an email the next day and said, well, you know, this is really where I'm coming from. The more I've been thinking about it, and this is what I really want. Is this fit what you want? And sadly, what it came down to was that she wanted somebody to financially take care of her. She came right out and said so. Unless I was willing to do that, she didn't think we uh, we should see one another. I guess that's okay. Put that on the table, up front, so make a decision. I just think it's a, a quick and hard demand out of the gate. It's kind of like those people that uh, send you a deal on email and says, "Hey, you know, I want to see you, but 
you know, I'm low on funds. I need gas money. If you can give me gas money, I'll come see you. Yeah, right. You know, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Come on. Just like I posted the thing on my Facebook wall the other day. If, if everybody on Facebook would send me a dollar, just one dollar, I'll share with you a book on how to get rich and become a millionaire by using Facebook. Right? Same thing. People laugh and scoff at that. It's silly. Why would we just send money to people? And I know, sadly, people have done that. I'm hoping that maybe some other talkify person will think that I'm a, a worthy profile within their profiles there uh, to maybe eventually somebody somebody show enough interest to want to meet over Zoom and then take it to a uh, meet and greet and then with any luck we can figure out how to best date in the world of COVID dating and creating our own bubble. Although I'm not really sure how all those bubbles are supposed to work because I've got friends that have their family bubble, but it's okay if their friends come over because they know them, so therefore they're in their bubble. Or it's like the NFL players, they're in their bubble, except that they all go home at night to be around their families. And yet their families are out and about doing what they do. So how are they really in a bubble? So I guess we'll just have to meander through that and be safe while we're going through the process. I don't know about you folks, but I'm kind of tired of getting up, going to work, and going home, and watching whatever's on TV or putting my nose to the grind and working or a lot of times I entertain myself on TikTok because there's some pretty creative videos on there that you know some of it's political of course but there's a lot of creative people on there in fact I saw one the other day called who is Lanny w-h-o-i-s-l-a-n-i-e you should listen to this young lady she is a fantastic magician. She has got a great voice. It, at first you think, no way, that's not her. But then when you go to her YouTube channel, it is her. So it's those kind of things that kind of inspire me to see younger people, older people being creative and doing things. And it kind of helps shape my mindset. And even when I'm around my seven-year-old grandson, the things he says and does, it just kind of gets me thinking in a different way. So let me leave you with this, if I may. Uh, I haven't got any emails from any listeners yet, but have you have you met someone in the last year or even during COVID that you've actually dated and you're still a couple and you're planning on getting married or you plan on moving in? I'd love to hear some success stories so I can share those with the rest of the listeners. If you yourself have got other horror stories you want to share about dates or silly things that happened to you. I'd love to hear that. I'll read you one more that I got here uh, from uh, from one thing. This is their weird date. I suggested a few outdoor date ideas in a midpoint location since I wasn't eager to go all the way North Seattle for a first date. She shot down coffee and walking around Green Lake. Kayaking on Lake Washington was nixed as well. We exchanged numbers and she kept texting a lot. Normally, I don't text back a lot, but I've been quarantined, so I did. Usually, she would ask how my day was and send me pictures of artwork or things she's interested in. After trying a good number of times to set up dates, she told me to come over in the morning to have coffee. So I said, sure. Mind you, I was tested before and after COVID-19, negative both times. Good for him. She said, 10.30 a.m. I told her I was running late by a few minutes, and she said, no worries, my first impression was that it looked like she had just woken up in pajamas, no effort, and I had my hair done, plaid shirt, and jeans. I asked her 
how her morning has been. She said she had been up. She'd been up for the past two hours. She went from the girl who blew up my phone to absolutely quiet during coffee at her apartment with no effort. Eventually, I gave up trying. I was like, oh, I got to go, and never contacted her again. Hard to have conversation when the other person isn't even trying. Yeah, I mean, if you're inviting somebody over for the first time, I think you should at least give it your best effort. I get it being staying quarantined at home. It's easy to stay in your pajamas all day or rustle your hair up and throw on a, like me, I come to the office every day and I'm wearing a very casual light shirt that I want, want my customers to see me in. But I, but I do bring nice clothes. So if I want to meet a client, I'll put on some nice clothes. So for the most part, yeah, I'm just in my jeans and tennis shoes. And then let's give you the best. Uh, they gave me a, a worst, a weird, and a best. It says, here we go. What a uh, room calm experience. For our first date, he planned an evening pic- picnic on Kite Hill, an area at Gasworks Park, so we could watch the sunset and see the city glow in the night. He made us delicious capres sandwiches, capri sandwiches. Yeah, my bad. And we chatted for hours as we followed the moon's journey over the Seattle skyline. We slowly leaned toward each other and kissed as the moon landed over the space now. When out of nowhere, we were uninterrupted by sprinklers. Thankfully, they missed us, but our attention was now focused on seeing if the sprinklers were rotating. After a few seconds of panic, we realized that that they were indeed moving, so we made a mad dash to pick up all of our gear and sprint to where the sprinklers wouldn't get us. We had an exhausting laugh afterward and acknowledged that while it was unfortunate at the time, it would make a great story in the future. Kind of fun. And that's what dating is supposed to be about, isn't it? Go have fun, and you go with the flow of whatever circumstances happen, and that reveals a lot about who you are, who they are and how connected you can or can't be in the face of adversity, like sprinklers coming on all of a sudden, right? Great little stories there. Again, feel feel free to send me your stories. Send them to datingfunnies, D-A-T-I-N-G-F-U-N-N-I-E-S at gmail.com. I'm going to get a little bit better uh, with getting back online with my podcast. I'm going to try to podcast at least once every couple of weeks. There might be times where I'll do once a month. Maybe as I get out and about more, I'll podcast more. So my apologies if you'd like me to podcast more often with other people's stories or stories I get from listeners. Please let me know. You can email me at my email address as well. I hope you, your friends, and your family are all well and safe and that uh, no one's gotten really ill uh, or passed on due to this uh, illness. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I haven't had it. No one in my family has had it. Nobody in my extended family or my circle of influence or friends have gotten the virus and let alone have gotten sick from it. So we still need to be safe. I'm not really sure what's real, what isn't real. You know, every day it's a different narrative. Not sure who to believe or who not to believe or what's really going on. Sure like 2020 to be over with so we can get into 2021 maybe that'll be a much better year for all of us once again thanks for listening thanks for being patient sorry i've been absent i'll try to be more visible going forward have a great week this is dating funnies